Hi, I'm Melissa from the Northeastern Melbourne Integrated Cancer Service, and I'm here to introduce you to the The Common Path podcast. We have developed this podcast in collaboration with the Victorian Care of Older People Clinical Network to support older people who have been diagnosed with cancer. You'll hear from Ivan, who was 81 when he was diagnosed with melanoma, Michael, who was 74 when he was diagnosed with prostate cancer, John, who was 68 when he was diagnosed with cancer of the gallbladder, and Denise, who was 71 when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. This podcast does not focus on the type of cancer each had, but rather on how being older affected issues such as their decisions about treatment, as well as how their cancer affected their life, well-being and relationships. In this first section, Diagnosis, they start by talking about their own cancer diagnosis, how they reacted and how they coped. Okay, so I'd gone for my mammogram um, with my mum. We decided we'd go every, we'd go every two years. Um, driving home a fortnight later, I thought, oh, we haven't had our letters yet. Um, oh, they'll come. Both of us thought they'll come. But that day when I got home, there was a phone message from um, the breast screening place to ring back and um, had to go back and have another mammogram. It was 11 months ago in November 2016, I went for what was to be a routine cholecystectomy and it was when I went to have the clips taken out. The nurse was taking the clips out and the surgeon came in and said, we sent your gallbladder away and it has cancer and it's a type that sets up secondaries in the liver. So we'll be doing some follow-up with you. I had been uh, away on holidays, travelling, caravan, got a lump in the uh, groin, which uh, I didn't take a lot of notice of. And then a second one appeared before we got home, uh, visited the local GP, uh, who then put me on a... a, uh, series of scans, inconclusive, uh, other than a quick referral to the hospital to get surgery done. And that was uh, how the first diagnosis was done. The pathology from the, uh, that surgery came back saying that the lymph nodes had been removed and that they were full of metastatic melanoma. My diagnosis was approximately two years ago. Uh, within the clinic that I go to there was a change of doctor and he happened to say your PSA's moved. Prior to that the previous doctor would have probably said it's an ageing process, you've had a colonoscopy, we'll keep an eye on it. He then recommended that I go to a, a referral to a, to a urologist. The result of that, uh, very quickly, they found that I had high-grade cancer in the prostate. At that stage, I had no warnings, but immediately afterwards, then I started to uh, find out what it was all about, using principally the uh, internet, uh, and uh, my eyes were opened a little bit as to what was going on. That also prepared me for the subsequent interviews that were going to occur with the oncology section at the hospital. I was a primary carer for my mum 
and who was going to change her life because I'm thinking, who's going to look after her? Because she has um, very low vision and balance is not really good. She's nearly 90. Um, what am I going to do? So I, I'd sort of put myself aside for the, that moment and was thinking about what I had to arrange, what did I have to do, how serious was this? It was like somebody throwing me a curved ball, uh, totally unexpected. I remember when I was 72, my son said to me, he said, you don't think you're 72? And up to that stage, I'd just bubbled on, just bubbled on. And yeah, and all of a sudden, my goodness, uh, things came to a halt, really. In this section, Making Treatment Decisions, you'll hear about how they made decisions about their treatment and what were some of the issues they needed to think about. Really, there was only one decision regarding my treatment. And the doctor in Melbourne, the professor, he was very frank, very straight out, and he said, it is a secondary that we're worried about. It is in your liver. It's in a spot where we cannot operate on. There's too many blood vessels, there's too many nerves and ducts. So the only option available to me would be chemotherapy. And I was happy to, to continue with that, providing I was having quality of life. I wasn't interested in quantity. It was quality that I was after. And uh, that's still my decision, that I want uh, quality. Well, I went back to see the um, breast surgeon um, and she um, confirmed that I had breast cancer. I didn't really have many choices because the lump was so big that I had to have a mastectomy. Well, at the time, my daughter was with me because I took her with me to take notes because I'm still in... I won't say denial, but still in, is this real, you know? So my husband and my daughter came with me. Doctors uh, then set out the options that were available for treatment and uh, there were basic two, tri two uh, options given. One was do nothing. Uh, the second stage in the diagnosis then op opened the option of going on to a trials, um, clinical trials, and uh, the final result was that we decided, because I had discussed all of this with my wife, we decided that I would take on the trials if they became offered to me. Well, the, the next step after the diagnosis was that uh, <clears throat> The appointment was with the urologist uh, and he basically told me what the, it was an aggressive cancer and it needed to be treated like that. I asked him the alternatives and uh, he said there is radiation and there is surgery. At that point I said, well, what would you recommend? And he said surgery. So on that basis, I decided that surgery was, was the way to go. You asked uh, about previous conditions. Yes, I do have. I'd been retired from work, or semi-retired for approximately two years, because one night at work as a nursing supervisor, uh, things didn't add, add up, and I was diagnosed fairly quickly with early Alzheimer's. 
which I had treated, and because it was so early, uh, it's in plateaued out at the moment, and um, so that hasn't been a, a major issue. Um, we all know that I do get uh, confused at times, I have a lot of things happening at once. We didn't discuss my age. Uh, I was then in my late 70s. It was a bit of a non-issue non as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm only as old as I reckon I am and uh, I was fit enough to know that my body at least was going to cope with the, fir the first round of uh, any medication that might have been formulated for me. My wife being a, an ex-nurse, uh, did ask these, did ask the questions, and I, the specialist did, though, uh, make a part of the conversation. She was, she was part of the process. He, 